listening to Saints Unscripted, formerly known as Three Horses. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. All right, guys, we're here with our friend Leo. And Leo is dressed in a white shirt and a tie. So guess what religion he is? Jehovah's Witness. Uh, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, Leo is LDS, and you've got a great story. Um, so we're going to talk, talk about it. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, you know. Yeah, so I grew up in the church. Um, I am from Utah. I actually grew up downtown Sugar House area, and then we moved to Bountiful. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I lived in the bubble. And then uh, in, in my mission, I served in Uruguay, and Ooh, then came cool. home and went to BYU, met my wife, and uh, now I live in Dallas. Oh, oh, you live in Texas? Yeah. I didn't know that. My mom lives in Dallas. Yeah. So you you were LDS, grew up LDS. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people can relate to that. And then you, there was a period in your life, however, where you stopped believing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, as we all know, um, the Sunday school narrative of the church, mm-hmm. um, which is a wonderful narrative. It's, um, it's faith-promoting. It's um, helpful. And it's not super deep sometimes, and, you know, especially as growing up in the church, um, most of us don't have a lot of interest in, in digging deeper and understanding church history. It's something, you know, can be boring for a lot of us. And I thought it was boring growing up. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, you know, the Internet really helps um, to uh, educate us. Uh, sometimes we don't really want to be educated, but we can be educated in, you know, in a lot of ways. And so... Curiosity after my mission, um, actually after I was married, I started, um, you know, I heard something interesting somewhere, somewhere online about Joseph having, you know, 30 plus wives, right? Mm. And I saw a video um, on YouTube that was a video of, uh, I think it was Manti Pageant, right? You had all these, oh, yeah, yeah. these women lined up with signs and saying, I'm, you know, wife number one, her name. And I'm like, man, these people are just making up stuff, you know? <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is not true. And so I started researching and, and uh, you know, because we didn't really talk about that. My, my parents taught me great things, but we never really, you know, uh, dove into those kind of issues. And so into those items of church history, right? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, that kind of led me on a path of research. It went on for probably about a year or so. And, um, and it was all negative. I was just curious. I wanted to know. I, I just, I ignored any LDS sources that, I, you know, anything that I thought, because I thought this is, I'm going to look at what the other side is saying. Yeah. So as I dug deep, um, I lost my testimony and I turned to atheism. Oh, man. Uh, I lost, I lost all faith. And that happened about six and a half, seven years ago, right around the time my first son was born. So, oh, wow. yeah. So I was out without faith and. I kept going to church uh, with my wife because I loved her and I wanted to, but I was checked out. And, you know, I had a phone and I just would, you know, read stuff at church and I just mm-hmm. did not want to be there. I just wanted it, but I wanted to support her. And and uh, eventually what happened was I went to, um, well, I, eventually I I had this thought come into my head out of, out of the blue. And it was the, the like a voice that said, uh, contact Stephen Harper. And Stephen Harper was uh, my professor, one of my professors at BYU when I was there, and he taught DNC. 
and um, it came out of the blue. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Why should I do that? And I thought, maybe he could answer some of these difficult questions that I have. Yeah. And uh, and so I uh, I sent him an email, and he replied. And the email um, was kind. It was honest, and uh, he um, was uh, very uh, helpful. And so I went from that point kind of recharged me like I call it like my spiritual defibrillator where he like yeah. shocked me with academia <laughs> and uh, with research and with just honesty and kindness. Yeah. And it wasn't like he was telling me to go and, you know, read your scriptures more. He said, here are the facts and here's what I think about those facts as a historian. And he provided me um, that chance to reexamine my assumptions about all, everything I'd been reading. So that started me on the path back to faith. So I think that's really interesting because a lot of people, when they, when they, you know, they go toward atheism, um, going back to faith is, is difficult because, you know, in your mind, you're pretty sure there's not a God. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea of faith, you're just sort of fooling yourself into all these things. But how did you, how did you get past that, that wall of even entertaining the idea of faith is just self-delusion and things of that nature? How did you get past that? So that's been one of the biggest challenges, I think, uh, for me is, you know, rationalizing away spiritual feelings. I had a lot of spiritual experiences growing up on a mission. I had some powerful experiences. And when you, your paradigm is, is rocked, right, your, your comfortable state in the church um, and without this deeper knowledge of church history and contemporary issues, and you're just kind of happily going along, which is great to do. I mean, my, I've dear family that have lived and died um, without any kind of deeper knowledge, right? And they yeah. are always faithful. But once your your paradigm is is blown away, uh, your initial, uh, you know, easy street kind of level of gospel knowledge and her- church historical knowledge, then you have to receive some kind of additional help. Yeah. Um, so as an atheist... Um, I wasn't uh, one that was out, you know, evangelizing, right, what I, my lack of belief, but I had stopped praying uh, on my own. I would, I would pray with my wife, um, but it was uh, just to make her happy. So I didn't believe I was praying to anybody. Hmm. And, I, um, and so, you know, my whole, my whole world was rocked by uh, the critical uh, information, hmm. no faithful perspective. So once I heard that there's a rational and reasonable, faithful perspective, that really helped me to come back. I, I didn't think there was one. I thought that it was just the truth that I was reading. And then I realized that um, no, not, not, not all the critical information is false, right? That's one of the things that growing up in the church is kind of hard to understand is that you have a lot of facts that are mingled with uh, spin, so I like to call it. Yeah. Um, so, and we occasionally get into trouble too, is, is I'm an LDS apologist, right? So I, uh, sometimes we will push a little bit further than what the facts uh, say. So we might try to spin on our side, but the critics, um, that I was listening to and really following and, and, and believing they spun a lot of stuff. Yeah. And that was, uh, where I started to, you know, reverse engineer my way away from that uh, mindset. And I think it's interesting because I think that a, a church apologists are, you know, they're they're often ac- accused of of spinning the truth themselves or of putting a narrative or a bias behind something. Mm-hmm. But I don't 
I don't think that's single to apologetics and religion. I think that's how opinion works. You know, in, in yeah. political discourse, you report what's happening, but you give your opinion. Mm-hmm. At every any any topic of thought that's even slightly deep, you you have some sort of spin on it. You have your take on it. Right. Um, and so I think you have that with people who are critical of religion, critical of faith, and you have those who are defending it. Mm-hmm. You know, someone says, you know, Joseph Smith had this many wives. I think it was disgusting, and it was, you know, a sexual predator, all this stuff. And then the apologist says, you know, we have we we have no children from any of the, the, the wives of Joseph, right. which means he wasn't a sexual predator. He didn't have multiple wives. They're coming from two different angles, but you both agree on this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if you can both ag- agree on, on something, um, uh, I think that's where it starts. And, and sometimes you can't agree, right? But But as the conversations come, people are now starting to agree. And I think... I think Mormonism is so interesting because the claims it makes are it's so bold, right? Um, right. The the Book of Mormon we we don't just have a really ancient manuscript of the Book of Mormon because this is an ancient Mesopotamian document, and we th- we think it's true, and here's why: it's gold plates given to you by an angel. Right. You know, it's right. like very very bold. Yeah. Which means if anything in it is accurate at all, then that's really telling. And, and luckily, there are things in the Book of Mormon that are accurate. And so because of that, mm-hmm. that's, where, that's where people go, wait a minute, I, 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 I do want to say there's no God, there's nothing, but that's really interesting that this says this. How would that happen if, if without divine intervention? So then, so I, I, think it's, I just think it's really interesting. So we, we did an episode with an ex-member of the church, really good guy. We, we joked around. We had a fun yeah, time. Yeah, that's a good one. He, uh... But he said that what works about Mormon culture but also hurts Mormon culture is that he said Mormons are too good at disproving other religions. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I was kind of like, well, what do you mean? He says, you know, Mormons are, are Mormons become accountants and businessmen for a reason. <laughs> Mormons are, are very analytical. And so we're in that way, we're good at, we learn history about other faiths so we can use it against them. Mm-hmm. We're good at that. And, and it's because of that, we... Um, Whenever people lose faith in, in our church, they go, well, I'm not going to become a Catholic. I'm not going to become an evangelical. I'm not going to have already proved those wrong in my head. I'm just, I guess right. there's no God. Yes. Yep. Yep. So we have the only true living church. And so when that's out of the picture, um, as, a, as an atheist, you, you know, you say, well, that's, there, there's only one true church. So everything else must be false. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when he, that miracle, um, when I had that thought come into my head, it was just out of the blue. I've just, I'm so grateful for it and I'm grateful for brother Harper and I've told him I've met with him and talked to him about this and I actually interviewed him on in our group up, uh, uplift study group on Facebook mm-hmm. so if you can look us up that'd be great and join and, and send your uh, you know family friends um, to our group if you'd like to look it up it's great um, we, we talk about you know you can ask ask any question as long as it's sincere you're not trying to hurt uh, faith um, you're trying to help your your faith grow, then it's welcome. But so anyway, yeah, so I've interviewed him and, and, and thanked him in person for all he did uh, for me. And, um, and of course, I've thanked my Savior over and over again um, through my worship in, in church and, and my Heavenly Father through my prayers. So, so I, have a, I have a kind of a deep question. When you were an atheist, were there still parts of the gospel you believed in or that you couldn't reconcile to be false? So I was I was a grow I was growing into my atheism right and so it yeah. takes time it's not like you know I had this revelation I'm an atheist and all of a sudden everything is gone 
And so you still see good in certain uh, aspects of the church, right? And you, you, I'm, I'm very analytical in, in the way I process things. And so I would still look at things that were positive, like the community, um, service, you know, we're encouraged to serve and all those things. Um, but all the truth claims became uh, more and more pale over time until that recharge happened. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's, um, and it was just, it was a lack of belief yeah. Uh, in, in God. I just didn't believe in God. So I wasn't actively, you know, promoting that idea. I didn't want to hurt yeah. anybody because I have a very faithful wife. And yeah. I love her with all my heart. Wait, I love you. Oh. So, <laughs> she was patient with me. I mean, I finally came to her and told her I was, I didn't tell her because I was afraid of hurting her. And I didn't want, I didn't want to, um, you know, I didn't want to cause harm. I didn't want to lose her. Yeah. My goodness. Um, because that would be a real hard thing to deal with, right? Is if you have someone that you've, made covenants with and they and they're gone you know so I didn't want to do that so when I went and told her I was on my way out so Mm -hmm. I was in the safe zone and I said there's nothing else that I I'm not going to lose my testimony at this point yeah I've been saved wow that's amazing why should we um not not view doubt as the end-all be-all killer of of faith something that's scary right yeah if you're a doubter stay away from me because I don't want to you know be infected by your doubt (laughs) yeah and that happens in our church um we need to create safe places for people uh, that are having doubt. That's very important. And I'm trying to do that. I know you guys are trying to do that. Um, and uh, we need to get educated. And sometimes that's thrust upon us, right? We have someone in you know, our own lives, obviously mine, but we have a family a member or a friend that we care about that turns to uh, a lack of belief and has extreme doubt. Uh, we're kind of forced to figure it out and, and may have to study a little bit and have to dive in. Um, uh, but uh, the best approach, I think, is to learn uh, proactively about uh, difficult issues, right? And to be prepared for uh, these things. It's not, you don't have to go through what I've been through. Yeah. I think that the, 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 the comforter, the Holy Spirit, he does his job. But we're not the Holy Spirit, you know? The comforter's job is to comfort. Um, we can comfort people, but I think apologetics and diving into the Word of God and and, and, and and reasoning and rationalizing with people, that does worlds of good, especially for young people. Um, I mean, we're both millennials. Actually, I don't think I'm a millennial. I think I'm Gen Z. Oh, geez, I'm I Gen just Z. barely made the cut. I'm, I'm barely a millennial, so um, I'm older. Well, I think people my age, so hard-headed. And I think sometimes the old school just have faith just pray, read your scriptures, and that's that. I, I don't think that's that's cutting it for a lot of people. And, you know, I, I like what Elder Ballard said, you know, about you, you got to get in. You have to look at those things that might be more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. But you you do it with the spirit. You come out on top. I, I think I have a deep appreciation for Joseph Smith mm-hmm. um, when I learn more about him. You know, when, it, when he's just this perfect, like, I'm Joseph Smith, and everything was great, and then some evil men assassinated me. But you learn that he was complex. That all the prophets are complex because they're people. You're complex. I'm complex. We make these mistakes. And so God still uses us. Um, and I think being comfortable with the fault of prophets, being comfortable with not knowing, but being on a path in which you are seeking to know and you're doing it in a faithful, uplifting way, mm-hmm. I think that's, di- that's discipleship. And I think that's righteousness too. I was going to say, I, I did a Facebook Live video um, a, while, a while ago and... Uh, I talked about two sides of history. And uh, an atheist friend of mine said, 
there aren't two sides of the history. That was his comment on my, on my feed, right? And, uh, <clears throat> and some people will look at history and, and yes, we can look at the historical facts, the data, you know, historical documents, primary source documents, and we can say, this is what, these are what the documents say. This is what someone wrote in their journal. This is what someone said about so-and-so. And, um, and that can tell us a part of the picture, right? But we have to rely on historians uh, to be able to read into the facts of history, read the documents, understand the cultural context of the time, avoid uh, thinking errors like presentism. Yeah. And you've got to be able to avoid that stuff to be able to come away with a, 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 a somewhat uh, a high probability of, of, of the whys of what happened, right? Yeah. And so as, as a you know, rank and file of the church that I was, um, I, I look at the sensationalized material that's produced by the critics, and a lot of it is. Um, that's a fact, right? I know it. And, um, and my assumptions immediately go to, well, I didn't know this, and so I'm going to assume the worst. And I assumed yeah. the worst for a long time. And, and so we've got to be patient um, with material that we read. It's so important to be patient and to be able to say, what am I assuming about these facts? I can't see directly into the mind and heart of Joseph Smith. I can't. Um, I can read his words, and I can, I can, you can take his words um, and say, you know, he's a monster behind those words. You can do, you can do that, and yeah. I did that, and a lot of people do that. Or you can take his words and you can say, I think he's a prophet of God, and I'm going to assume the best. And, um, and that's where the Spirit comes in, like you said. We've mm-hmm. got to be able to have the Holy Ghost to soften our hearts and bring answers to our minds and to be able to see into the heart and mind of these historical characters. And really, who they really were, and we can't listen to the critics. Yeah. You got to not do it. <laughs> um, learn from them, sure. If 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 you're exposed to it, that's okay. And you can you can say I'm doubting, and I you know I realize that. But uh, you've got to be able, like you said, study with the Holy Ghost, and um, doubt will will so questions turn into doubt, and doubt removes testimony, right? And it actually precludes you from being able to uh, have the Spirit in your life. And so try to research the good side of the history or the, 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 the historian, the LDS historical uh, perspective and, and then go to God in prayer and, and have faith that he will soften your heart and he will answer your prayers. And I, I want to testify yeah. <laughs> that uh, he will answer your prayers. So he answered mine. Yeah. So grateful. Yeah. Yeah. So my email address, um, if I can help you or a family member or a loved one, uh, you can email me, uh, and it's L-E-O, Leo, my first name, Weiniger, W-I-N-E-G-A-R at gmail.com. So please email me um, or join our group on Facebook, Uplift Study Group. And I'll, I'd love to meet you uh, virtually. And then you know, I'd, I'd love, if, if needed, I would be happy to call, call you. Yeah. Um, and if I'm in your area, I'm in Utah today, I'll come meet you. I'll, I'll help you. I'll give you a big hug. <laughs> I love you. So. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yeah, this is great. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Like us, subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Comment below. Give us your thoughts. And make sure you join Uplift Study Group. It's I'm a member of that group. It is wonderful. I learned so much, and it really is uplifting. And, um, I think you guys have managed to you know, do apologetics talk about things but with the spirit on facebook which is not an easy task the holy spirit on facebook is praise really, jesus yeah i know that's very difficult to make that happen 
Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.